The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server. It's the best place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast show. NBA, the NBA Gambling, oh boy, this, this one's starting off really good. The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the show where we don't edit anything out so you can hear all my flubs like I just made there. Um, this is episode 177. We're going to, um, I'm going to dedicate it to the Monkey King Jai and O'Shea. I don't know if it's O'Shea uh, as in Ice Cube O'Shea Jackson, but we'll just say O'Shea. But they both gave us five star reviews on on uh, on the podcast. One of them says we're um, his his or her. I don't I, I'm not gendering here. His or hers uh, dog walking partner, and the other one says we're awesome and we get super hot um, where we don't lose bets. I would argue say um, we don't really get super hot. That's just the normal for us. But we don't lose bets on this here podcast. The MMA Gambling Podcast, I've decided, is is the name of it. I, I'm fully confident now. 137 episodes in, despite the flub at, at the top, I think it's the MMA Gambling Podcast. And I'm pretty sure I'm one of the hosts, Jeff Chalky Fox, or Jeff Chalks Fox. You'll see me listed as Jeff Chalks, actually, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Discord. If you aren't in there yet, make sure you get in there, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. It's where all the cool kids hang out and we talk the fights. So I am one half of um, of the crew here. I am Jeff Chalks because I, I do generally go with the chalk. But after this week uh, coming up, um, UFC 277, I may need a new nickname because I'm kind of going off script and... Uh, and um, going against type here, but we'll we'll get to that soon enough. First, I got to bring in the man known as Gumby God. He's uh, still keeping that crown, keeping that um, keeping that moniker. It's the one and only Daniel Breland. Yeah, I, I get to keep that one. I, I think Joe Joe Piper Joe Piper let us keep that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. First of all, um, amazing intro by me, right? It, it was a good one. Uh, one apart the from the fact had. where you forgot uh what show it was yeah um, and then i called it nba yeah nba was a weird one uh have you ever yeah. even guessed it on the nba one yeah it was a long time ago before moon off i would never go on a show with moon off so yes it was before <laughs> him so so okay so at least <laughs> at least you you've actually been on that one before and it yep. wasn't completely uh completely out of the blue but yes uh sure. yeah it was, it was quite an intro yeah it was, it was just a, a mini uh, just a mini stroke but i think i'm okay now um <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned Joe Pfeiffer. Um, are we going to save th- – this is how we roll here. We, we we do all our planning on air. Are we going to save our Contender Series talk until our Contender Series episode on Sunday night? Or do you want yeah, to I don't 
I don't think we have to do like a full breakdown of it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can save that for when we do the Sunday recap because this yep. is everybody came here for the prelims. But, you know, just worth right. mentioning, you know, another good week. The Discord was popping. If you're not in the Discord, go get in the Discord uh, because it was uh, quite the place and everybody seemingly on the same exact bets for the whole thing, which made it. Yeah, that helps. Yep. Even more fun, including, I think, just about everybody had the same exact parlay that was going all at once. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that one hit. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a good night. So that that's yeah. all you need to know. Good night. Go to our Discord. Join in. People are asking Gumby picks for LFA. Like, he, he, he can't get any rest, this man. People always want to pick the Gumby God's brain. I guess that's what happens when you get elevated to God status. People always want something from you, right? Yeah, and, and LFA and CFFC are both on this week. We usually would break down some of those, but we've yeah. just got... Uh, overloaded with Contender Series stuff, uh, and, and obviously UFC 277, um, and also this LFA card, I think I mentioned in the Discord, not great, so uh, yeah. you, you guys care more about Contender Series anyway. I exactly. got a head start on week two, so we'll, we'll get we'll get there. Yep, that will be, well, it won't be a surprise for me, well, I'm sure we'll be dropping those Contender Series one uh, Sunday night, along with their UFC recap episode, so um You'll get two episodes in your ears during the Contender Series season because no one wants to wait till Monday to to get their uh, get to Contender Series picks in and try to beat the uh, beat the books. But um, enough of that. We will save that till the weekend. Um, this is Wednesday, so it's UFC prelim day for this year podcast, and we have a our second pay per view of the month. Uh, UFC's running two pay per views this month. They are back to Texas, um, basically their home away from home at this point. I guess because the Athletic Commission is so amazing there, right? Um, all, the, all the officials and uh, judges and everything they have. Amazing. My my goodness, are the judges bad there? But I will say, um, apart from that, it's not not terrible. Like yeah. it's not like they go get worse referees. Like it's Herb no. Dean's still there. Yep. <laughs> yes, Herb Dean is still there. Um, the greatest ref ever. So anyhow, you know, this is going to be the first uh, part one of UFC 277 where we break down how many we got eight prelim fights. And then uh, tomorrow in your ear holes, depending on when you listen to this uh, Thursday, try to get it dropped early for you on Thursday. We will break down the main card, the pay-per-view portion of UFC 277 and our props and our super fan, Hungry Man Jong super fan parlay. I mess that up every week as well. That wasn't a stroke. It was just me messing it up. Um, and then, you know, if there's anything else um, we want to tell you about betting wise for this card, we'll, we'll have all that on the second part of the episode. But this one, um, better crack to it because we've got eight prelim fights on it. Um, I had some difficulty with quite a few fights. Like I, I even watched tape, Dan, something I never do. I, I went and watched. Some wow. Tape look, would you look at that? <laughs> yeah. Weird. Very strange. So probably it's, um, probably not going to go in my favor after doing that, but we shall see, uh, before we crack into that, let me tell you about win, not, not winning money, but W Y N N make sure to get down on the wins, bet $50, win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games make them the best place to bet MLB. And we still got time for this. A few more days. Ultimate fantasy football experience. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before the end of this month, so you have till July 31st, you can get entered to win the Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-Bet, so W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 
522-4700. And if you're online doing all that stuff, which I'm sure you will be, make sure you are using IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan. For our listeners, with a 30-day money-back guarantee, that's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings with IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right. Now that... Our lovely sponsors are out of the way for this for now. Let's tell you about it, UFC 277. Like I said, Dallas, Texas, American Airlines Center this Saturday night. Um, Pena versus Onunez, too. Uh, we actually have two rematches topping the card, but we're not going to talk about that yet. I sound like another podcast I used to say, we're not going to tell you about that. We're only going to talk about the prelims. Remember that podcast? There, there was a prelim podcast once upon a time, for Good sure. Times. Good times. <laughs> Um, and Dan's actual uh, other podcast, Top Turtle, dropped. Did you drop it earlier this week, or did I just listen earlier than I usually do? Because I've already I, heard it. I think you just listened earlier than you usually do. Uh, we're we're mostly Tuesday or early Wednesday, and we're Tuesday this week, so so pretty normal. So I'm stealing some of Dan's picks here, obviously. Um, actually, two of the guys were I mentioned it because we're going to mention two of the guys very soon. Orion Koske and Adam, forget about it. We're both on your podcast this week. Both very good interviews. Thank you. <laughs> yes. They, they were good, on there. Good at yeah, they were. Yeah, they, so you know on. who Dan's you know who Dan's gonna pick. Well, maybe not forget about it. Let's let's jump it out. Uh first of all, thoughts on the on breakdown prelims. Um I had difficulty with uh, like I said, I even looked at film. I had difficulty picking some of these fights. Yeah, I, I had to dig in on a couple of them uh and remind myself because because with a lot of them I was like, oh, I remember so and so looking like X, Y, or Z. But then not like not really remembering if I was remembering it correctly. Uh, yes. So then I like went back and watched a couple of them. And then like, I was like, OK, I, I do remember that that looked like that or, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I did that for probably four or five fights where I was like, I just got to go watch another 30 seconds of this fight and remind myself exactly what it looked like. Um, yeah. and, and then I felt pretty good about it. So, um, but uh, th- there are a lot of tight fights and a lot of ones with like weird fighters that are hard to call. Yes. Well, let's just jump right into it and see um, if we stumble across any of these weird guys right out of the gate. Uh, Welterweights, Orion Koske, the aforementioned, versus some guy named Mike Mathitha, who you may know as Blood Diamond. He actually, does anyone call him Mike Mathitha? Do you know? You've interviewed him before, right? I've I've never heard anybody call him Mike or Mike Mathitha, but uh, I I have heard people call him Blood or Blood Diamond. (laughs) There you go. Oh, no, bad news. Breaking news. Gumby's moved ahead of me on the uh, Discord rankings. You know how we're, we're ranked by how, how often we type things. Gumby's moved up to 10th. I'm down to 12th. Oh, my God. That's horrible news, Dan. 
That's just because you missed most of Contender Series. I did. <laughs> I didn't get into Contender Series after the fact. But yeah, you can tell when it's fight night on the Discord because everyone's, all, all the uh, fight fans' rankings go shooting through the roof there. But anyhow, all right, let's tell you about Blood Diamond versus Galaxy. What what a battle this should be. Um, we'll tell you about Blood Diamond first. He's 3 and one with one knockout, one submission. He's been submitted one time. He's 0-1 in the UFC. That's the one time he was submitted. He's got five inches reach on Kosuke. He was outstruck in his UFC fight by over three strikes per minute. 3.02 strikes per minute he was outstruck. I'm trying to remember who he fought. I can't remember off the top of my Jer- head. Now. Jeremiah Wells. Rice. Right, right. Oh, that's that's not a horrible loss then. Plus 140. Um, he doesn't really have a kickboxing record list anywhere, but he does have extensive kickboxing experience, right? In New yeah, Zealand yeah. or Thailand, actually, too, I think, right? He's got a bunch everywhere, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and he's fighting the whole galaxy here. Um, he's a Marvel superhero, apparently. He's fighting Orion Galaxy Kosuke. One, one half of the Kosuke brothers. He's 7-1, six knockouts, one submission. So he's finished all of his fights. He's been knocked out once. So he's never gone to the, to the distance, by my math. Oh, one the UFC, that's the time he was TKO'd. And he was TKO'd by... Oh, Phil Rowe. Phil Rowe. There you go. Yes. Um, he was one known in the contender series. He's six years younger than Mr. Diamond. Uh, striking stats in his favor. And he was 17 times more active <laughs> landing strikes based on his two UFC fights um, compared to Diamond's one UFC fight. So very small sample size. These numbers are, are um, not to be trusted at this point. Uh, his He outstrikes his opponents in the UFC by about half a strike per minute. 0.58 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are also in his favor, but like I said, all, all the stat stuff is very small sample size. Minus 174, the Galaxy Man. We'll let you go first. I'm a, so I, I, this was one of the few ones I wavered back and forth, and I've had each one right. of them circled for a period of time. But I'm actually going to take Blood Diamond here. Okay. Um, remember how I, I said uh, one of the things I had to do was like go back and watch and remind yep. myself, like, did so-and-so look like such-and-such in – my memory said, uh, you know, I remember Blood Diamond having stuffed a bunch of Jeremiah Wells's takedowns. Uh, and then I was like, did I imagine that or did he just get sauced? And he did. He actually stuffed four of them uh, before he gave up one. And then kind of once he was on the ground underneath Jeremiah Wells, he, he was kind of out of options. But at the same time, like Jeremiah Wells is a lot better of a grappler than than Orion Koske is. Um, I mean, like, look at Orion Koske's fight with uh, who is that? Like we just said, he fought. He fought Phil Rowe first. Yeah. Like he had a lot of trouble taking Phil Rowe down. Um, he he went just two a six, and, and it's worth noting that like Phil Rowe notoriously has bad takedown defense. Um, you know, like it, he stuffed sixty seven percent of uh of Koske's, but even with that like stat boost there, he's still only stuffing 47% because he gave up two or two to Gabe Green and he gave up one to Leon Shabazian, Leon Shabazian, not Edwin Shabazian, Leon Shabazian. He gave up four or seven to Jason Witt. So like Koske is, uh, comes out a worse wrestler than all of them. So if, if Blood Diamond could defend almost everything that, that Wells threw at him, I'm kind of worried about like, will Koske be able to take him down? And if not, I mean, Koske got pieced up on the feet by, by Phil Rowe, a, a guy who I largely think of as a dude who just like wants to get to the grappling part of things and, and wants to like, I, I mean, kind of like grapple off of his back. Right. So uh, I, I mean, like this is a very hard fight to call because we've seen like limited sample sizes of both guys. Um, and, and especially with somebody like, 
you know, Blood Diamond, we've seen so little of his MMA game, but I, I kind of am a, just a little bit worried about what Orion Koske does if he can't hit his takedowns. Yep. Very good points. I'm still going chalk, of course, because I'm Jeff Chalky. Chalky Chalks Fox. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I just, I don't really trust either guy, but I think I trust Koske a bit more just based on having more of a resume and a track record to look at. Um, but this may be one I'm going to steer clear of when we go to recommended place. So my picks, Koske Dan's is Mr. Mathitha. I, I would go by Blood Diamond too, I guess, if I had a difficult name like that. All right, light heavyweights. Nikolai Nagumaranu, maybe he should have to get a new name too, versus Ehor or Igor. I've seen the Igor, I've seen Ehor. I think we talked about this when he was on Contender Series, did we not? I We did, yeah. Yes. It's Ihor Potiera. Yes, there you go. Ihor Potiera. He's actually, he was with, with the guy that I watched fight today, one of the guys I watched fight today, because he didn't, I couldn't remember him for Contender Series, but I remember him. He, he cracks pretty good. Uh, he's the duelist. And Nagumaranu does not have a nickname because his name's long enough. We'll tell you about Nagumaranu first. He's 12 and one, seven knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. Three and one in the UFC, lost his debut and then won three straight. He is a, was the original champ. He used to fight at heavyweight as well. Three inches of reach on Pochiera. He was been outstruck by two and a half strikes per minute in the UFC. And this isn't a small sample. So this is this is four fights. So this is a pretty decent sample size. Minus his strike differential is minus 2.53 per minute so two and a half strikes per minute uh he gets hit with more than he dishes out grappling stats are in his favor plus 116 the duelist uh, potiera 19 and 2 nine knockouts six submissions he's been knocked out once this is his ufc debut after successfully getting his way into here on the contender series last year he's won 15 straight fights three straight via finish he used to fight down at middleweight he's despite this he's three inches taller than nagumaranu two years younger Striking stats in his favor, and he's about one and a half times more active landing strikes, but that's based off of one fight on the contender series. He was outstruck in that fight, though, uh, by 0.81 strikes per minute, uh, minus 140 on him. I will take the duelist. Uh, he cracks hard, decent, um, seems like, a, well, from the fight I watched, a decent enough uh, grappler. Uh, Nugamur Ranu gets hit, like I said, um, way more than he hits his opponent. I don't think you want to get hit too much by, by Pachiara. So uh, give me the chalk again, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Poltiera as well. Uh, look, I, I think the biggest problem, like you said, is that he just gets, Nugumaranu, that is, just yep. gets hit way too often. Um, and and Poltiera is a guy who who hits really hard. And yep. not, not for anything, like, we're talking about Nugumaranu having, like, a, a great UFC record, right? He's 3-1 and one in the yeah. UFC. Tell um, him who he fought, Dan. So, so first of all, <laughs> not a great strength of schedule, right? He, no. he beat Alexa Kamer and Ike Villanueva, who, who have yep. looked very lackluster. And he only beat Kamer by split decision. Um, and then he beat Kennedy Zuchuku, which you might be yeah. like, oh, yeah, that, that's, like, a nice win to have. Almost nobody scored that fight Uh for Nagumaranu on MMA decisions. Handful of people scored it for a draw based on the fact that uh, Nugu, um, Nchukwu uh, lost a point due to an eye poke in the last round. But at the same time, like he, he, I still thought he won, even despite the fact he should have lost a point. So uh, yeah, like uh, Nagumaranu, I, I think is going to have trouble with the lengthy strikes of Potiera. And I also think just like, I think his grappling is going to be for naught. I, I don't think he's going to be able to get on the inside well enough or, or be able to do enough against Potieria to, to really matter. So, yeah, I, I like the chalk here, too. 
Yeah, Ehor wasn't isn't one of our our golden children from last year's contender series, but he, you know he looks like he, he could be rather decent, and he's in a crappy weight class. So hey, Sky could be the limit for him. That that's true, and and uh, <laughs> there there are guys off of the contender series in crappy weight classes who still don't get contracts, as we learned yep. this past week. So uh, oh yes, that, yeah, that it's, was, it's yeah. not it's not a freebie, so to speak. No. one of our golden children is coming up though. Oh yes, yes, sir, Bob. All right, um, women's bantamweights. Joseline Edwards versus Jian Kim. Uh, another one, I um, kind of difficult one to to pick. I'll, I'll give you the breakdown here. We got Firefist is Kim and La Pantera. La Pantera is Edwards because she loves that speed metal band from uh, the '90s. Um, obviously, uh, Brazilian uh, women are huge into Pantera, of course. Um, she, we'll she's, about, pa- she's from Panama, of course. Oh, that's wrong. Excuse me. Yes. Well, I'm sure Pantera's played uh, Panama before. I'm sure. Um, Talk about Firefist first. I'm not. I don't know her um, her musical preferences, but uh, if Dan ever has her on the podcast, I'm sure he'll ask. Uh, she is nine five and two, two knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Uh, three and five in the UFC. She's lost three straight fights. She's not won a fight since October 2019. But that was a pretty tough three fight skid. She has like pretty tough strength to schedule. Do you have it off the top of your head who she fought? Uh, I mean, I know one of them was Meatball Molly. She lost yep. a decision to her. Um, Alexa Grasso and yep. was the last one Priscilla Cachoeira? Yeah, that I think one she got beat by but, Priscilla Cachoeira. Yeah. But I think that was a controversial one, was it not? Um, well, no, what I does your dog think? Basically, is what I'm saying. Oh, hang, hang on. I, <laughs> no, it doesn't I, matter. I'm <laughs> you, you, you get going. I'm gonna find <laughs> out. I'll keep going. All right. So she lost three straight. I used to fight at flyweight. Uh, she's missed miss weight twice at flyweight, so now she's up at bantamweight. Multiple regional championships on her. Mantle. Yeah. See, I, I'm making you do multiple things here. Um, two inches of reach on Edwards. More active striker. She's outstruck her opponents by 0.22 strikes per minute through her UFC career. Plus one weight on her. La Pantera, Edwards, 11-4, five knockouts, three submissions. She's submitted once, two and two in the UFC. She's gone win, loss, loss, win. She's taking this fight on short notice. Let's uh, take a peek back at her short notice stats that I ignored last week, and it bit us on on two fights. Uh, short notice fighters, which I, for, for new listeners, any fighter who takes a fight on less than a month's notice, I count as a short notice replacement, and then I've been tracking for the past couple of years how those fighters do. 37% is their winning percentage. So not very well uh, is the answer to that. And this year, uh, even worse, 31%. Um, so something to keep in mind here when you break down this fight. She also has multiple regional championships on her. Mantle. Yes, she has mantle as well. You're right. Uh, she's got an inch of height on Kim, six years younger. She's outstruck her opponents by uh, uh, 2.06 strikes per minute. So very good strike differential. Um, strike differential stats, since I started tracking... A couple months ago, um, the fighter who has a better strike differential than their opponent had you into a fight, 64% winning percentage. So a pretty, it's, it's shaping up to be a, a pretty decent uh, predictor of fights, it looks like. Uh, and what else can I tell you about her? Grappling stats are, are in her favor as well, and she's at minus 130. Now I will let Daniel talk. So first of all, uh, you were right, uh, which I, I didn't remember that fight Shocking. well. Uh, almost everybody uh, scored that fight through. 14 media members, uh, 13 of them scored it for Ji Yeon Kim. Uh, the only one who scored it for Cachoeira was, get this, from SureDog. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Dude, it, it's just so on brand. Like It is. Just, you just can't beat it. Um, it so, yes, you, you were right about that. Um, it, and I'm just going to quickly correct something you said here. Ji Yeon Kim yep. not coming up to Bantamweight because she missed weight. 
Um, she's coming up to Bantam because this this fight was originally scheduled at flyweight for her to fight oh, okay. Maria, okay. Maria Agapova. Um, right, 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 right. Yeah. So she's only going up to Bantamweight because Jocelyn Edwards is the person taking the fight on short notice. Yep. Um, I, I think she's made flyweight before. She may have even fought in the UFC at flyweight. Um, but she is she just fought at featherweight uh, because it was a short notice fight. So right. uh, Edwards too big to cut down to flyweight on short yep. notice, which is part of why. Despite it's a short notice fight, I'm taking Jocelyn Edwards here. Um, yeah. I, I think the size here is a big piece. Um, Gigi on Kim it is a particularly terrible in getting held against the cage and grappling. Um, I also think part of the reason why Kachueta, uh stole that fight from Gigi on Kim is that Kim just like doesn't hit hard. Um, she, she's like a volume striker, but has like fire fist. Uh, yeah, she's got, she's got nothing behind those fire fists, though. You know, like, everything she lands is, like, pitter-patter, and everything her opponent lands, you know, like, when Grasso was hitting her and McCann was hitting her, it's just, like, so much heavier. And she gives up a takedown in almost every single fight she's in. Um, and, and, you know, kind of as a counterexample here, if you look at Jocelyn Edwards' record, she has not really been beat by anybody who can't out-wrestle her. You know, like, anybody who stands on the feet with her gets blasted. Uh, yeah. You know, like... Carol Rosa took her down four times. Jesse Rose Clark took her down five times. And apart from that, nobody else has beat her. So, like, if you can't take her down, you you can't really beat her. And it's worth noting, she took Carol Rosa down, which is, you know, like, kind of no small feat there either. I kind of expect her to, like, mix in, if not, like, full-on takedowns, like, some cage grappling here to dominate G on Kim um, and, and take this one if not by anything else, by just like being the one who's snapping Kim's head back with the strikes versus the one who's landing like a little bit extra volume. Yep. She's going to be bigger, stronger. Will, uh, should be able to outstrike Kim. Um, yeah. So, and, and, pro, and uh, the better grappler as well. So, uh, despite the short notice, short notice fires do win occasionally. So, um, if, if they're in a matchup like this, I, I like, uh edwards in this matchup so she is my pick i'm gonna ignore the short notice thing for this uh situation but we got another short notice one coming up very very next fight walter waits spider-man michael morales versus adam forget about it i think his nickname's about it isn't it i don't believe he has one <laughs> oh, well he does now it's about it um all right adam Fuget. he was on the top turtle mma podcast this week He's eight and two, four knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. This is his short notice UFC debut. Now that uh, has a lot of, uh, rings a lot of alarms, uh, at least in my books. He's won four straight fights via finish, was a regional champion. He's got an inch of height on Morales, plus 360, the number on him. Morales, 13 and 0, 10 knockouts, one submission. He's 1 and 0 in the UFC, won that one via knockout, TKO. 1 and 0 the Contender Series. He is one of our shining lights from the Contender Series. I forgot about him originally, but yes, he's, he's one of the ones. Four inches of reach on Fugit, 10 years younger than him, minus 600. Um, obviously, I'm going with Michael Morales here. It's a pretty easy pick. Dan will tell you why. Yeah, I think it's a pretty easy pick, too. I, I will say Fugit is, is got, like, pretty surprisingly good power. Um, so, like, you know, like don't, don't sleep on him if he were to make it, you know, another fight in the UFC. We, we just watched him knock out Solomon Renfro, um, who, who has been like this highly touted prospect who keeps getting really close to making it to the UFC. Um, and then he lost a split decision to Johnny Parsons on Contender Series, uh, which got Johnny Parsons a contract. And he's lost to Adam Fugit and Mike Mallott, um, who have both now wound up in the UFC afterwards. So, like, um, he lost to himself. 
You no, said you no. lost Adam Fugit. <laughs> I, I did. I said Solomon Renfro lost to Adam Fugit. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> yep. Damn it. So, I thought I caught you. I thought I caught you being dumb like me, but no. Go no. Right ahead. So, so he does have like reasonable wins over guys like Solomon Renfro. He's yeah. got big knockout power when people clash in. The thing is, is he's just going to be fighting Michael Morales, who is so I, I just think so much faster than him, so much more athletic than him. You know, like he's going to be bigger. He's going to be stronger. Um, yeah, technically he's an inch shorter, but he's like much stronger. And I, I also think like, there's probably just like a grappling advantage here for Michael Morales too, as we saw in the contender series, he can kind of just like trip and rip people to the ground with it, his skills. So yeah, I, I like Morales in this, but like, uh, you know, worth noting, Fuga getting to make his debut in his actual weight class is kind of nice for him. Uh, and yeah. also, you know, like he's got power. So keep that in mind. So we basically got a grizzled old veteran versus a young prospect. So we will take a grizzled veteran on short notice, making his debut against the young prospect. So Morales is the, is the pick here. Um, all right. Before we move on to the other half of the prelims, let's tell you about Dave. Uh, no, not a fighter named Dave. Um, if you've ever been short on cash, then you want to listen to this. Um, hindsight is twenty twenty. And you can't change the past. But what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from Feature You. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. It's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. They're a member of FDIC. Feature You will thank you. All right. Um, I forgot to tell you, the prelims are, I believe, 6 o'clock start. Does that sound right to you, Dan? I think that sounds I, uh, that sounds right. With eight of them, it usually yeah. takes half an hour apiece. That'd bring you to 10 for a pay-per-view main card. Perfect. Perfect math. All right. So early prelims, 6 o'clock, ESPN, ESPN Plus, UFC Fight, Fight Pass. The main prelims, of uh, 8 o'clock, ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus. So the big boy network again. All right. We start with lightweights, Drakkar Close versus Rafa Garcia. Um, so we'll tell you about gifted Garcia first, 14 and two, one knockout, eight submissions, never been finished in a fight two and two in the UFC. He's won two straight fights. The last one via submission. He's taking this on short notice. Uh, he was the Kabache champion, six years younger than close, uh, minus he's been outstruck 1.4 strikes per minute in the UFC. Uh, grappling stats are in his favor though. He's at plus 185 close 12, one and one. With five knockouts, he's been knocked out once. He's six and two in the UFC, as we mentioned on the previous podcast. Four and he's won four of his last five. He won via TKO his last fight. He also was regional champion. Got two inches high on Garcia. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. He outstrikes his opponents by 0.81 strikes per minute, minus 230. Over to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Dracar Close here. I, I, I think deep down, Close is probably one of the more underrated dudes in the UFC. Yes. Um, you know, like. It, do, do people forget this is the guy who is beating the shit out of Benil Dariush, somebody who we're like now throwing around for a title shot? Um, you know, like he, he was beating the hell out of him until he just like ate one wrong punch and got backed up. Um, he, he's a guy who out wrestled Mark Diacasey, which like in retrospect, how crazy is it that somebody out there 
was yep. out wrestling Mark D. Casey. Um, and, and he's got, he showed in his last fight, he's got really good knockout power too. Um, I, I don't personally believe that Rafa Garcia can take him down at will like he needs to. And, and I really think that that's what Rafa Garcia needs to do in order to win this fight, right? Is he, he needs to go to the well and take him down a whole bunch of times. That's what he did to, to Jesse Ronson. That's what he did to Tom Levy. He, he did that to, to Chris Grutzmacher and it wasn't even enough because really he just like, didn't get enough control time, even with those five takedowns and, and didn't do very much with them. So uh, yeah, like my, my, my worry here for Rafa Garcia is he's just not going to have enough success with the grappling and Dracar Close. I, I, I think he's just better uh, on the feet, too. Yes, Close is the pick, as Dan says his name correctly. Um, I, I think I was a dig just showing that I did not. I was I, saying I don't close. I don't know. Do I do I say it right? I, I'm not. Never uh, yeah, I don't know what's right. Actually, also, <laughs> We watch we watch so much and I still don't know. Did did I miss you say this or is this is this a short notice fight or did the fight get canceled early enough that it's not? Uh, I think it's short notice for Garcia. Let me just make sure. Yeah, because Diego Fajeda, I'm pretty sure was yep. supposed to fight. Supposed to be Fajeda. He was replaced by Garcia July 18th. So we're talking like a week and a half. Oh yeah, so 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 yep. pretty pretty bad uh, yep. short notice too. So yeah, yep. uh, and and Close was supposed to fight a guy who was top 15 a quick minute ago. Yeah, I'll take I'll take your car. Yeah, I as will I. So um, we are on the same page there. Um, I think we got some big boys here coming up next. I think chunky I think guys. They, Dan? they may or may not be chunky guys. <laughs> I think it could be Dontel Mays versus the Hamdi Abdul Wahab. Um, well done. Yes, the Hammer Abdul Wahab versus Lord Kong. Dontel Mays kept. He hasn't upgraded himself yet. He kept nah. changing like King Kong and then. Now he's Lord Kong. I think he was he, just Kong for a while. Yeah, he, I think he started at that. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's going to have to be a Kong god soon and follow in your footsteps. Uh, so about <laughs> the hammer first, five and out with five knockouts. A, another short notice, a debut. However, he was an Olympic wrestler, if that changes anything for you. Um, what country are we talking? Uh, e- Egypt, if Egyptian? I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah I think Egypt. he's the first Egyptian in the UFC, actually. Uh, I think I remember reading. So, um, all right. Olympic wrestler plus 145 is number on him. Lord Kong, eight and four, four knockouts, one submission, one and two in the UFC, won his last fight, two and one on the contender series. He fought three times in the contender series. That is he the only guy to fight three times? No. Uh, no? Jamie, Jamie Pickett? Okay. I think Jamie Pickett did. I'm gonna the Night I'm Wolf. Gonna get, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get the intern on that, but I'm pretty sure Jamie right. Pickett did as well. Okay, so um boom, boom, boom. four inches of height. Eight inches of reach on Abdul Wahab, minus 175. Um, I got to fade the short notice de- debutant, even if he is an Olympic wrestler. Um, I will take Dante Mays and his six, uh, eight, sorry, eight inches of reach um, over over the newcomer here. Yeah, and Jamie Pickett did fight three times too. I was okay. right about that. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Dante Mays too. Uh, at first, I-, I was like a lot of people, I think, who are driving this price closer and closer to even. And I was like, oh, Abdel Wahab yeah. m- must be kind of interesting. You know, he's got big yeah. hands and he's he's a Olympic style wrestler and all that kind of stuff. But then if you've ever watched him fight, man, he is, first of all, fighting a lot of nobodies. Uh, and second of all, he kind of just like wings punches yes, wildly. He he's got, <laughs> dude, he has got no entries whatsoever to his takedowns. And I also feel like it, it's really important to mention here that like, Dante Mays came into his last fight in much better shape. Like he he came in 
I'm not saying he looked cut, but I'm saying he like looked like he had cardio, he had wrestling, he had all of that kind of stuff. And he's always hit hard too, right? Like that's the thing about Dante Mays is he's always hit hard. So like, I, I kind of think Hamdi here is just going to like throw some wild punches to try to get on the inside and just get popped by Dante Mays early. Oh, so we're going to have a KO parlay perhaps. Ah, uh, yes. It's or not parlay prop. Yeah, it's one of the ones I've thought about. Yeah. All right. He admits he thinks about it. All right. We're both on the same track again. All right. Lightweights, Drew Dober versus Rafael Alves. Or is he Rafael? Hmm. I he think it's Rafael. Yeah, it's Rafael. Yeah. So he would be Rafael. Let's say about Alves first. The Turn is the nickname. 20 and 10, seven knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted six. One and one in the UFC, won his last fight via submission. One and all in the contender series. Used to fight down at Featherweight. 2007, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. Two years younger than Dober. Striking stats in his favor. He's been outstruck by almost a strike and a half per minute in the UFC. 1.46 strikes per minute. Plus 165. Uh, Dober, 24 and 11 with one no contest. 11 knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked at once, submitted four times. 10 and 7 with one no contest in the UFC. He's won one of his last three. Um, however, before that, he won three straight. So he's won and two over his last three, four and two over his last six. He won his last fight via TKO. Used to fight at welterweight. One no in Bellator. 2009, he's been pro fighter since two inches of reach twice more active landing strikes he outstrikes his opponents by 0.17 strikes per minute uh minus 200 go ahead this is one we're going to differ on i think yeah no, or is I'm it gonna... me is it me or you um hmm. i just took Dante Mays. that's right go ahead um no if i took Dante Mays, i think it's you then all right uh, i will take i will take uh, drew dober um I like the toughness. I think he's going to be able to outstrike all this. The stats definitely uh, show that he's going to outstrike all this. Um, got a little bit of reach there as well. Um, and I know you're big on all this after his last fight, but um, I am not totally sold on him yet. So give me the, uh, plus the bookies aren't usually this far off a minus 200. So let me take Dober. Uh, I, yeah. And so it, it's not just that I'm on high on Alves after, so I, I am just for the record taking Alves. Um, <laughs> it's not just that I'm high on Elvis after his last fight, because I, I do think his last fight was, was really impressive. Um, but I also really liked his fight with Demir Ismagulov because yep. in that fight, first of all, Demir Ismagulov been phenomenal in the UFC. Uh, you know, he pushed him to the brink and really fought him hard for 15 hard minutes. And that showed me just like, first of all, how incredible his cardio was. Cause I don't know if you remember, he did like a break dancing escape out of a takedown attempt in the third round, which you were like, you have got to be in phenomenal shape to still have the energy to do that. Um, and, and the other thing I will say too, about where the stats are a little bit misleading here, right? Like Drew Dober's stats look good over the course of his career because he like built up a ton of punches against like, Jamie Varner that's right he fought Jamie Varner back in the day or like he he racked up strikes against Jason Gonzalez or Josh Berkman or poor Frank Camacho who's just become a punching bag or Polo Reyes like he, he had a really low strength of schedule early on and I would also say this he's coming off that win over Terrence McKinney my goodness he was almost beat by Terrence McKinney like he would have been beat by Terrence McKinney with cardio right and I kind of think that's what Alves might be here. He he might be like a Terrence McKinney type with like very explosive power, good submission skills, except for he's got better cardio than Terrence. So uh, I'm going to go with Alves to just like follow the Terrence McKinney game plan and just like keep his cardio in check and not overexert himself. All right, there you go. Um, Alves for Dan, over for Jeff. Remember, Dan's the one that sounds smart. I'm the one who gets the picks right.
moving on. It's backhand a compliment. I tell you you're smart, but then I tell you that you're wrong as well. Let's go to the main event, shall we? Welterweights. Alex Morono versus Matthew Semmel's Burger. So we got the Great White versus Semi the Jedi. Um, I'll tell you about uh, the Great White Morono. First, 21-7 with one no contest. Six knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice. 10-4 and four with one no contest in the UFC. Won three straight fights and four of five. Used to fight at middleweight, was the legacy FC champion. 2010, he's been pro since. He's more active striker. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by 1.28 strikes per minute. Uh, on the board, he's at plus 136. Semi the Jedi, Semmelsberger is 10 and 3, six knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Four and one in the UFC. He's won two straight fights. He also used to fight at middleweight, two inches of height, three inches of reach, two years younger. Uh, he outstrikes his opponents about, about half a strike in the UFC, 0.46 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 165. Now it's your turn. So this this one, I, I'm going to tell you that I, I don't feel good about this pick, but I'm going to take I'm going to take Semmelsberger. Um, part of the reason I don't feel good about it, he has a very low level of competition even in the UFC. Yep. Um, that lone loss is Chaos Williams, which obviously a good one there. But then we're talking AJ Fletcher, Martin Sano, Jason Witt, Carlton Minus. Um, in that is, in the UFC, Fletcher, I guess. Uh, is Fletcher is because he's only 0 and 1 uh, yeah. with a loss to Semmelsberger. And Witt, I believe, is as well. Uh, but Sano, I, I don't know if they formally fired Sano, but he was 4 and 2 and 1 to begin with. So he yeah. probably should have never been in there. Um, but the, the difference maker for me here is that I think Semmelsberger is more dangerous on the feet. We watched Murano get outstruck by Anthony Pettis not all that long ago, and he's beating guys right now that, like, want to grapple him but can't in, like, Donald Cerrone and Mickey Gall and David Zawada. Um, whereas, like, Semmelsberger, first of all, I think could wrestle him and also, like, I, I think is at the end of the day, just going to be a better striker than, than Murano. He's going to be longer. He's going to be taller. Um, he's a little bit faster. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Semmelsberger here, but I, I don't feel great about it. Cause I haven't seen Semmelsberger do those things against somebody like Murano. So th- this is a good step up for him, but I'm going to take Semmelsberger. Yeah, it was a tough pick for me. I, I ended up falling on Semmelsberger as well. Um, but it sounds like you're expecting probably be a little bit better in every aspect of, of the fight, right? Yeah, that that's kind of it. Like I, I was trying to think of a way that I thought Murano was better. In the only thing I really came up with where I like Murano better than Semmelsberger is I think he's better at like pure jujitsu. Like like if they were having a grappling match, yeah, I think I'd take Murano for like a sub only fight. But like I I, I don't think it's going to devolve into that at any point in time. There you go. We are on the same page again. So we differed on Dober and Alves, and we differed on, I think we differed on one other, did we not, earlier on? Um, well, I took oh, Blood Very first one, Diamond yeah. versus Galaxy we differed on. Um, oh, yeah, and you picked uh, Edwards. I didn't put that down yet, but you picked Edwards. Yes, so there, there you go. That's it, April Limbs. Boom. In your ear holes. Episode 177. Um, we can put it to bed, but we'll be right back before you know it. We'll be back with uh, UFC 277 main card, props, parlays, all that fun stuff. Uh, until then, SGPN MMA on Twitter is the place to be, or Jeff Fox Writer, or Gumby Vreeland. Actually, and change those ors for ands. You should be at all those places. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, once you're in there, find the fight channel. That's where all the 
all the fun stuff is happening. Um, read our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And my MMA stuff is at moneymma.substack.com. You can enter my free pick'em contest for UFC 277. If you like winning stuff, uh, you can listen to Dan's Top Turtle MMA podcast. He had on uh, a couple of people we just spoke about, Orion Koske, and um, you picked against both guys that were on your show. Hmm, I you, did. You're starting I, to, I did. And Fugit, Adam Fugit. You're starting to bleed, buy into that um, that jinx thing, aren't you? Well, and and it just <laughs> I'm not. First of all, I'm not buying a jinx. There is no jinx. Right. But also, uh, the main event of Contender Series on Tuesday uh, had also been on my podcast, and he ate a mean left hand. Uh, so perhaps it's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we shall find out. All right, um, come back on on Friday or Thursday, excuse me, and you will hear. Here are our thoughts um, on the main card and and whatnot. Until then, I will remain Semi the Jedi. He will remain Gumby Vreeland, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.